Our fourth scripture lesson this evening is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Hear the word of God. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus." for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that we get to hear from your word tonight, not just once, but many times, and hear the familiar Christmas stories. We pray that even if this is the first time we hear your word, or if we have heard it for many years, that you would still speak through it. That we know your word is powerful, and I ask, O God, that in spite of my sin and my weakness, that you would help me to proclaim your word faithfully and clearly, and give us open ears, open hearts and minds to receive your word as it truly is. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, this Christmas Eve, I want us thinking about Joseph, and how Joseph helps us think more about Jesus. If we think about Joseph and what his life was like before all of this happened, his life was probably lining up to be pretty normal. Though he may have been a descendant from the great King David, he and his recent ancestors had gotten used to simple living. There was no palace for Joseph. Joseph had developed a trade as a carpenter. He worked with his hands. And he had a marriage planned with a young woman named Mary. Perhaps Joseph was a go-getter and he had a five-year plan, looking forward to the day when maybe he would hold a son of his very own in his arms. That life may have been hard back then, they may not have been rich, but it was going as expected. Until the day he found out his fiancée was pregnant, and he knew he was not the father. We don't know for certain if Joseph heard Mary's explanation, but I think it's fair to assume that he did. That Mary would have told him that she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. That she was carrying the Son of God in her womb. And I can only imagine Joseph's open mouth, confused face, trying to get over the fact that, what? Like, Credit for originality, hun, but I don't believe you. It's a wild story. It's absurd. How could God become human? That sounds impossible. But the Bible tells us that even though Joseph did not initially believe the story, he reacted kindly to Mary. 
Joseph did not respond like Ebenezer Scrooge would with mockery and humbuggery at the very idea that such a thing could happen. Joseph did not respond with rage, feeling betrayed or anything like that, that his name had been dishonored. We don't read that. We are told that Joseph was a just man who did not want to bring shame to Mary. And so he showed Mary a kindness that many would think she didn't deserve. I want us to consider how Joseph is a kind of polite Christmas skeptic. That there are many in our world today that hear the story of Jesus' birth and they do not believe. They think the idea that a virgin could give birth to the Son of God is ridiculous. They think it's a fairy tale, something that cannot happen. And yet, thankfully, I guess, many of these people don't make fun of the story. They don't ridicule Christians. In fact, they're willing to kindly go along with this Christmas thing, because who wants to say no to cookies and presents and days off of school and work? It's kind of a good deal. But deep down, they simply cannot believe the story that God took on human flesh and was born as an infant 2,000 years ago. Like Joseph, they think the story is too crazy and they refuse to believe it. Perhaps you are here tonight and you feel this way. You don't mind going out and hearing the carols and lighting the candles, but you could never believe such an unbelievable story. Well, that's where Joseph was. So what changed Joseph's mind? Though initially he was a skeptic, he came to believe the unbelievable. Well, we are told an angel spoke the word of God to him in a dream, confirming Mary's crazy story. But going beyond confirming it, he intensified it. That not only was Mary's child divinely conceived, but this child was the promised Messiah who would save God's people. And this Jesus will be called Emmanuel because he was God in the flesh, God living among his people. And Joseph believed this. Now, you're probably sitting there thinking like, well, no, duh, an angel told him. If an angel told me, like, I might believe it. Yes, an angel told Joseph the story. But the key is not how Joseph heard so much as what he heard and how he responded. You see, Joseph heard the word of God and he believed that word. We read that he took Mary to be his wife. But when he did that, he did not have proof that the child was from the Holy Spirit. He only had God's word to tell him that. He couldn't go with Mary to the OB appointment and have the doctor do a DNA test to confirm that that child, yep, God. It's got a lot of God in there, in that child. No! He only had God's Word to tell him that. And he continued to trust the Word of God. And as he continued to trust, his faith was strengthened and confirmed. When the child was born, it was a boy. There were no ultrasounds back then, so this was confirmation that the angel spoke truth. Joseph obeyed God's Word calling his son Jesus. And yet still, his child looked like any other child. He was not glowing. He did not have a halo. He did make some crying. Joseph had to trust God's word more than what his eyes could see. 
His faith would have been further strengthened by visits from the shepherds and the wise men, but those were rare moments surrounded by the daily, ordinary, seemingly normal work of diaper changes and feedings and trying not to wake a sleeping baby. And so to all appearances, Jesus was normal because He was fully man as well as fully God. As the child grew up, Mary and Joseph had to teach the Word made flesh His first words. They had to teach the one who would walk on water how to take His first steps. That Joseph taught his trade of carpentry to his son to show the Creator of all things how to make stuff. Joseph's Faith in God's Word helped him see Jesus for who he truly was. But from what we can tell, Joseph likely died before Jesus began his public ministry. He's not mentioned in Jesus' adult life. Joseph died before he saw Jesus do miracles, before he heard him teach large crowds of people. Joseph died before his son died on the cross before he rose from the dead on the third day, that Joseph likely died having to trust the Word of God more than what his eyes could see. And so, yes, we may think that Joseph had it easy. An angel talked to him after all. But Joseph had to trust God's Word about what God was going to do in the future. For any who are skeptical today, we may not have an angel, but we do have a word that we are called to trust about what God has done in the past and how that changes our present and our future. I am no angel, but I have the great privilege of sharing with you tonight the word of God that announces good news for all people. The word that came to Joseph was not just for Joseph, it was also for you. The angel told Joseph that this child would save people from their sins. Joseph didn't know how that was going to happen, but the rest of the Bible gives us the answer. That Jesus needed to be both fully God and fully man in order to save us. He needed to be fully God so that He would be free from the sinful corruption that plagues all people. That we are all born in sin with sinful desires and attitudes. None of us is perfect. But Jesus was. He was divinely conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was fully God. But He also needed to be fully man in order to be our substitute and our representative. And He perfectly obeyed God without sinning. And yet He submitted Himself to the punishment we deserve for our sins. He gave His life so that we could be forgiven of our sins and accepted by God based on what He has done. After dying on the cross, Jesus rose from the dead victoriously, showing that His sacrifice had been accepted by God. He had completed His divine mission. And the word that was spoken to Joseph had then been fulfilled. That Jesus came to save us from our sins. And He had done so. But then we have to ask, how... How do we receive such a salvation? How do we receive this good news? By believing in God's Word. 
Just as Joseph believed God's Word and acted daily on that belief, so also we believe the good news of what Jesus has done, and we live accordingly. But those of us who are of a more skeptical bent might wonder, but how do we know we're saved? Can we see it? Is there like a certificate? or Is there a guarantee that like proves we've got it? We are simply told to trust the Word of God. Well, what about when we struggle with all the bad things we've done or that we've not done enough good things? We trust God's Word. That He says He forgives us of all of our sins and He covers us in Christ's perfect righteousness. What about when we lie on our deathbed and it seems so close? We trust the Word of God. That Jesus rose from the dead and promises eternal life to all who believe in Him. So what do we have? We have the Word of God. Just as Joseph did. And our faith in that Word can be strengthened and confirmed throughout our lives. But we always live by faith in God's Word. And so tonight, as we hear the lessons and carols, let us keep hearing that Word. That we would believe. Keep hearing that Jesus was born to save sinners and this salvation is for all who believe. It is the good news of Christmas. Let us hear and believe. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank You that You give us such good news at Christmas. I pray, Lord, that though I may not be as brilliant or glorious or shiny as an angel, that Your Word might still go forth. For the angel did not have the power. The Word has the power. And so, Spirit, work through Your Word tonight and help us to hear the good news. Change skeptical and doubting hearts to believe in Jesus. Encourage those who are struggling in their faith to believe more strongly in Christ. And help us in the difficulties and darkness of this life to hold on to Jesus as the light of the world, the One who brings salvation to us. In His name we pray. Amen.